Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for May 15, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience, and this is part 23 of the series. And this message that God deposited in my heart this morning has me fired up. It's a Friday morning. I love closing out the week strong, heading into the weekend strong. Open up your heart to what God is saying. This is Faith and Patience, part 23. The title of today's message is The High Cost of a Free Gift. God calls you by grace. God gives you everything that he gives you for free, but it comes at a high cost. The high cost of a free gift. Hey, Rick, if it's free, what is it going to cost me? It's going to cost you everything. Let's talk about it. James 1, 2 through 4, the Bible says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up the power inside of you to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance grows stronger and stronger, it will release perfection into every area, every aspect of your life until there is nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. Why? Because you have faith and patience. Why? Because you have the power to endure. You are going to hold on until you become the man or the woman that God has called, destined, designed, and desires for you to be. You are going to hold on long enough to see the manifestation of God's promises. You're a believer and not a doubter. You walk by faith and not by sight and not by fear. And so you are you are going to hold on to God because he's holding on to you and you know that his grace is on you. He is on you and in you and with you and for you. And you live your life with the mentality that the only way that you can lose is if you quit. And if it doesn't look like you're winning, then obviously the battle is not over. Say amen to that. Oh, I'm fired up this morning. Genesis chapter 39 verses 21 to 23. The Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. This is when he went to prison, when he went to jail. The Lord was with Joseph and continued to show him favor. So the commander of the prison, the warden, began to like Joseph. The commander of the guards put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners, for Joseph was their leader. Now, he still did the same work that they did, but he was in charge. And the commander of the guards trusted Joseph with everything that was in the prison. This happened because the Lord was with Joseph and the Lord helped Joseph to be successful in everything that he did. I'm talking about a young man that was called by God, that he got a dream from God when he was at the paternal phase of his life. And because of the dream, his brothers betrayed him and he was thrown into a pit and he had to endure the pit phase of his life. And then from there, he was sold off as a slave and he had to endure the Potiphar phase of his life. And while he was in Potiphar's house, he was a slave, but he became a prosperous slave, which is an oxymoron. That doesn't make sense. How can you be a prosperous slave? But Joseph was because the favor of God was on him and he kept going. He kept his heart open to the dream. And then he was betrayed by, by Potiphar's wife. And she, she accused him of rape and sexual assault, even though it was a lie. And he wound up in prison. And the text is teaching us that he was a prosperous prisoner. Another oxymoron. That doesn't make any sense. He was a prosperous prisoner. Why? Because God was with him. And ultimately he got to the palace phase where he lived the remainder of his days as the prime minister of Egypt. Why? Because he endured. He held on long enough to become 
who God had called them to be. He held on long enough for the earth to catch up with heaven. He held on long enough, and I'm speaking to somebody who is the, who has a, a grit, determination right now that you are going to hold on long enough until what's down here catches up with what's up there, catches up with the reality of what God has deposited down in your heart. This series is about holding on. Say amen to that, all right? So what does this mean to you today on this Friday morning? I have I have three things to share with you on today. Uh, as I do, uh, as I share these three things with you, I want you to open up your heart to receive what God is saying. Three things about God's grace. Three things about God's free gift and the high cost associated with it. Number one, here we go. God calls you by his unearned grace. But that doesn't mean that it's gonna be easy. Paul said this, in, in Galatians 1, 15 and 16, Paul said, but even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I could proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. He was saying, listen, you know what? There's this call on my life. And Paul went through a tremendous, op- I mean, he went through tremendous opposition. He was beaten and shipwrecked and, and, and flogged and, and, and imprisoned over and over again. But he was determined to become the man that he was called to be. And, and you can say the same thing about Joseph. God's call comes by grace, not your works. But let me talk about the difference between these two. Paul and Joseph did nothing to earn or to deserve God's call on their life. God called Paul while he was on his way to persecute Christians. God gave Joseph a dream while he was a teenager doing nothing, right? Nothing to earn it, nothing to deserve it. The truth is uh, uh, that while Paul discovered his call on the road to Damascus and Joseph discovered his call while he was sleeping, Both men were actually called before the world began. Both men were called from their mother's womb. And the argument can be made that neither one of them were qualified for the call. Because when God calls you, he doesn't call you by merit. He calls you by grace. It was true for Paul. It was true for Joseph. It's true for me. It's true for you. God doesn't call you because of works. God calls you by his purpose. God calls you because of his grace. That's 2 Timothy 1 and 9. So God's call on your life, it's finished. It will not change. You cannot, look at me, you cannot disqualify yourself from what God called you to do because you never qualified in the first place. How can you disqualify yourself from something you never qualified for? All you can do is accept it, believe it, receive it, and then walk it out. You are walking out by faith what God has revealed to you by grace. And if you do that, you will experience, you will become the man, the woman that God has called you to be. But to be clear, the call is free, but it's gonna cost you everything. Let me say that again. The call is free, but it comes at a high cost and that cost is everything. If you want to become the man or the woman that God has called you to be, it is going to cost you everything. There is a supernatural life waiting for you on the other side of your personal cross. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you have to pick up your cross daily. Success in Christ is not about more trying. Success in Christ is about more dying. You must die in order to live. It is going to cost you everything. You could say that, hey, Joseph was promoted from a prisoner 
to a prime minister in one day. And we preach that and people get excited and people high five their neighbor and people say, yay, God can promote me from prisoner to prime minister in one day. God can make me an overnight success. That sounds good, but you don't want to deal with the fact that he had to be processed in order to be able to carry the weight of the anointing associated with his assignment. He had to go through these other phases before he got to the palace phase. I'm telling you that while the call is free, the processing is not. It will cost you everything. Number two, you have the grace for your divine assignment. Listen, the grace of God is on you right now to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. Paul said it this way. He said this in Romans 11 and 6. It's by grace. Therefore, it cannot be by works because if it were by works, then grace would no longer be grace. He's saying that grace is a gift. Grace is free. You cannot work for grace, but you can work by grace. In Ephesians 2 and 10, the Bible says that God made us who we are. In Christ Jesus, God made us new people. Why, Paul? God made us new people, the Bible says, so that we could spend the rest of our lives, the remainder of our days, doing the good things that he already planned for us to do. There are things that God planned for you to do. There are things that God planned for me to do. The Bible calls these good things. While we cannot earn or work for the call, there are things that we're supposed to work to do. So that we're not working for grace. We're working by grace. We are working because God's empowerment is on us to do what he called us to do. No matter how difficult it seems, the grace of God is on you to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. Let me say it this way. God will never require of you what he has not already deposited in you. Let me say that again. God will never require of you what he has not already deposited in you. I could say this another way. His instruction is always equal to his injection. God will never instruct you to do something he has not already injected you with. So when you get the call from God, he gave you the call for free. That means that you can do it. The grace of God is on you to do it. But watch this. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have to endure anything to become what God called you to be. The truth is, is, is going to cost you everything. It's true that, that Joseph was called for free. It's true that Paul was called for free. It's true that I was called for free. But watch this. In order for us to become who it is that God has called us to be, we have to face whatever we have to face on the road to our purpose. Greater is coming, but it comes at a high cost, and that cost is everything. Number three, as I close, while God's call is free, I'm telling you, it comes at a high cost. Joseph made it to the prison phase. I want us to pause for a moment and to think about the prison phase. He gets into the prison. Yeah, it sounds good that God gave him favor with the warden. Oh, yeah, it sounds good that God made him a prosperous prisoner. Oh, yes, girl, God, would, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. But dude, he went to prison. He, I mean, he did nothing wrong. He, he, he was walking with God and he woke up one day in prison. He was walking with God and he woke up one day as a slave. I'm telling you, I'm, I know what it's like. I'm, I'm sure that Joseph was in his cell saying, God, where are you? There are times in your life while you're being processed and, and you, you're going to have those questions. God, why, why is this happening to me? Why did you let this happen? Did, did, did I do something wrong? I mean, God, what, have you left me? Are you there? Do you care? I mean, 
Have you forgotten about me? I mean, we go through that. I'm, I'm talking about faith and patience. You want to be great? You have to go through all this stuff. You have, to, you, you have to embrace the grace to endure. Joseph endured painful situation after painful situation until ultimately he made it to the palace. Yeah, and when, when people see you at the palace, oh yeah, they don't know that you have to have faith and patience. They see your glory, but they don't know your story. And so, so yeah, they go, oh wow, I want to be like Joseph. Oh, oh, wow. I mean, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. No, no, no. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know my story. People see your now, but they don't know your processing. People that were with you where you came from, they look at you now and they go, wow, I, I can't believe you made it there. People that see you now, they, they couldn't understand where you came from. People don't know what you've been through, but you have to go through whatever you have to go through in order for you to become what God has called you to be. Listen, you got the dream. Greater is coming, but you got to hold on. You got to have faith and patience in order to become, in order to receive, in order to manifest God's promises in this world. The dream is free, but the processing is not. God gave Joseph a dream when he was 17. He didn't become the prime minister of Egypt until he was 30. He didn't stand in front of his brothers and the dream fully manifested until he was 39. He had to endure 22 years and 13 of those 22 years were very painful. See, God will show you the dream and you get excited about it, but God will not show you the processing because if God ever showed you the processing, if God ever gave you the details, most of us would run the other way. So, so listen, as I close, let me, let me connect what I'm teaching this week and, and what I'm saying right now to the, the, the Michael Jordan documentary that's on ESPN, uh, uh, The Last Dance. Like most Americans, I've been watching this documentary and I've been enjoying it. God has been speaking to me volumes, speaking to me about Michael Jordan and everything he went through. And I'm, I've been learning so much and I've been connecting it to my life. I don't know if I'll talk about it on today's word or not, but let me just say this at the end of episode seven. Um, and, and you know, there was a cost to become Michael Jordan. He's the greatest ever, but it came at a high cost. And so at the end of episode seven, they kind of ask him and they said, well, you know, what is it? You know, uh, uh, what do you think that people are going to say about you when they see this? And he kind of teared up for a moment and he said, listen, there's a cost to be a winner. It costs something to be a winner. It costs something to be a leader. And he says, not everyone was willing to pay that cost. And that really made me think about me. And, 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 and I'm surprised. I, honestly, I'm proud of my 18-year-old self, my 19-year-old self. When I think back over my life, when I was 18 and 19 or 20 or 20, I was a staff sergeant at 22. I was a warrant officer at 24. When I look at back and, and I look, at, and but I, I, I realize also everything I had to endure to get to where I am today. People see me now, they go, oh, yeah, yeah. But you don't know what I've been through. So listen, there's, there's a cost to this thing. You want to become... Who it is that God has called you to be, it's going to cost you. What is it going to cost me, Rick? It's going to cost you everything. There's a high cost to this free gift. If you want it, if you really want it, you say you want it, you say you want to become, you say, I am going to be great. I, I will become who God called me to be. Then fine. You are going to have to hold on long enough to see what God said. You are going to have to hold on long enough through pain, through disappointment. People will turn on you. People will, will, the people that you help 
And when you, as soon as you stop helping them, they'll turn around and tell everybody all this kind of crazy stuff about you. You know, you're going to have to face opposition. All these things you're going to have to endure on the path to your purpose. So yes, you want to be great. I got it. God called you to greatness. I got it. But there is a high cost to this free gift. It will cost you everything. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for calling me from my mother's womb. You have called me to greatness. You did it for free. You call me by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, and undeserved. I did nothing to earn the call. The call was free. However, for me to become who you call me to be, <laughs> it will cost me everything. I am willing to pay the cost. My life is yours. I will travel down the path to my purpose and I will never stop until you get out of me everything you deposited in me and I will get this done before I die. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. I'm sure that this is a message that maybe you didn't want to watch, but it's true. This is the truth. I'm telling you the truth. This is gospel. This is the word. Embrace it. Embrace the grace to overcome everything you have to overcome on the path to your destiny. Listen. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, and you'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. It's a Friday, so on Fridays, I like to let you know that we have an app in every app store. Search for Rick Pino or Rick and Isabella Pino Ministries. We have a podcast in the iTunes podcast store. We have our website, of course, todaysword.org, and then our ministry website, ripministries.org. Let me just say this real quick. I don't ask you for anything. Obviously, we give you everything for free, but uh, we are providing 1,000 meals every week. 1,000 hot meals to the community that we serve in La Vega, Dominican Republic. It's a Haitian community. It's a disadvantaged community. And we're cooking. Our team there is cooking 200 meals a day, five days a week. And they're going out and they're handing out, because of COVID-19, 1,000 hot meals a week. If you want to support that, please go to ripministries.org and make a donation. All your donations in the United States are tax deductible. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. And I'll see you on Monday. Can you do me a favor, though? Can you share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends? If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. Hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Listen, have an amazing weekend. God bless you.